God. Father, we thank you this morning for your many blessings. We thank you for, even though times is tough, we thank you for this, this year, 2021, and Lord, how that you have worked in a lot of our lives and how you have shown yourself real to us. And Lord, I thank you for that. And I thank you for this day. I thank you for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And Lord, that as Darren said, we would continually celebrate that day after day after day. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for your anointing upon the worship and upon your word, Lord, and that every word that comes out of my mouth would be words from you, Lord, that would pierce and that would touch and that would heal, Father. And I thank you for that, Lord. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. You know, we, um, I pray everybody had a, a good Christmas this year. I talked to a couple of people and they said, you know, it's the best Christmas they've had in a while. And that's awesome. And we had a good Christmas. It was tiring. You know, my wife runs me around. She, she says a lot of times, Peggy says a lot of times, she says, oh, if I just had my mama's energy. I'm like, you kidding me? And I tell her a lot of times, I married a younger woman so that she could take care of me, but I have to help her. No. She runs me around, but it's fun. We have fun. We've had a good Christmas so far. I have one more celebration this afternoon. And all the Christmas celebrations, uh, I guess, will be here. We have two more? Oh, yeah, tomorrow we have another one. Okay, in my house. So I was hoping she'd forget that. No, I'm only kidding. It's, it's our kids coming, so we have to. Uh, that's right. Amen. You know, um, I was thinking about, you know, Lord, what would you have me share this morning? What would you have me share? And um, it, most of you probably have seen the title of the message. is Make the Most of 2022. And how can we make the most out of it? You know, how can it be a very good year, right? We need to know this, and I'm going to give you some, some things. They're not, um, they're not resolutions, okay? They're declarations, and it's something that needs to carry on forever and ever, every year, all the time. And, and I think if we do this, if we do have some resolutions that we decide on, these will help us carry it out. Because, see, God in his mercy and his grace and his wisdom he's given us his word he's given us his truth and this all every the, the, i have scriptures with this that come out of his word and you know if we want to you know I'm, I'm looking forward to next year being one of the best years we've ever had as a body of christ to see god work in some lives i've already seen him you know uh, lately working in some lives that that you know come to the lord and that are that are excited about it, and, and that's awesome, and we need to be a good part of that. So I'm going to give you a, some, some, I would say, declarations that we need to dec declare all the time, not only, but we need to be reminded sometimes of these things. And the first one is, don't worry, right? And you know, so you say, well, that's easy to say. Yeah, it is easy to say. But you know what? If we know how to focus on what God says about it. And if we learn to put our trust in Him, we don't have to worry. Do you know that um, 
I want to give you four, four little words here that I read from a guy. It says, hurry, worry, multitasking, and stress. He says, you might call them the four horsemen of the accident prone. Did you know that worry and stress and all this is directly linked to accidents? Especially since... 9-11, but there, 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 there are a lot of traffic accidents that are, are, are um, linked to these things, to stress. Multitasking, for sure, because, you know, on the phone, on the this, on the that, while you're trying to drive. And um, we need to be able to release that worry. Um. But what, what we do, you know, these are, and a lot of this stuff is natural stuff that we're about. But we need to learn, we need to really learn to do this in the spiritual realm. And in, in the part of our spiritual man that we don't worry. You know, um, I hear people all the time, this, it's just like, they're Christians, but they're like, oh, I'm just worried, I'm just worried, I'm just worried. Well, you know, quit. The Bible says don't do it, right? Doesn't the Bible say don't worry? I'll read just that in a few minutes. Um, so we, we, need to pro, we need to be focused properly. If we're focused on the things of God, we're focused on the callings that he's given us, and we're, we're carrying that out, we won't have a lot of time to be worrying, right? We just go and do what he says. We go and do what he tells us to do. Um, you know, and the problem is, is we're way too worldly focused. <laughs> we're way too worldly focused. Not enough spiritually focused. <laughs> and unfortunately, most of the time we're more worldly minded, earthly minded than we are spiritually minded. And if we can flip that, see, we can begin to feel that peace of God in our lives where, yeah, things happen, but we're not worried. If I really believe that my life is in His hands, I shouldn't have to worry. So I want to read you to start with. Um, and right now I'm going to read you this Colossians 3, 1 through 4. And I'm reading it out of the Living Bible because I like some of the stuff. It says, since you became alive again, so to speak, when Christ arose from the dead, now set your sights on the rich treasures and joys of heaven. That's where our focus needs to be. Amen? Where he sits beside God in the place of honor and power. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Don't spend your time worrying about things down here. Hmm. You should have a, as little desire for this world as a dead person does. That's a pretty strong statement. Your life is in heaven with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is our real life, comes back again, you will shine with him and share in all his glories. Listen, guys, we don't need to be worrying. We need to focus on what God has for us to do, and don't worry about all the earthly things. You know, um, Matthew 6.33 says what? Anybody know? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. In other words, he'll take care of our needs. He will give us, and a lot of times that means he gives us the means to be able to take care of our needs. Amen? So the, so the first thing is don't worry. 
Let's get worry out of our vocabulary. Amen. It's not going to mean you be concerned about things. It doesn't mean that you take, don't take care of things. But you don't worry about them. You don't always like, oh, 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 you know, worry, 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 worry. So the next thing is pay attention. Pay attention to what? Well, let's go to Ephesians 5.15. says this. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as, excuse me, not as unwise, as unwise people, but as wise. In other words, walk as wise people, not as unwise. In other words, pay attention. Be care- that word, be careful, it, it doesn't mean to be full of care. It means to pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to where you're at. Pay attention to what God is saying to you. What he's asking you to do. I want to read you just a little story. It says, someone said, on my way to deliver a computer to a customer, I saw a handwritten sign at the entrance of an alley. It read, blocked, do not pass, difficult to turn back. I continued anyway, only to discover that the alley was indeed blocked by a fallen tree. As predicted, it took a while to turn the truck around. When I finally got back to the entrance, I noticed a second sign. It read, told you so. Think about that. How many times do we maybe even get a warning from the Lord? Don't go that way. And we, oh, we're going to go that way anyway. It's hard to turn back. See, when you start in a direction, a lot of times it's hard to turn back. And I'm sure in an alley, you know how it is. Some people can't even make a three-point turn on the highway, much less in a little alley. And, and, you know, and then when you're in a tight place, you're up, back, up, back, up, back, up, back, till you finally get it around. Well, you know what, if we learn to listen to God and pay attention to him, pay attention to our path, pay attention to the warning signs that he gives us, know his voice, guess what? We wouldn't have to go down those alleys that are blocked, right? But we don't, you know, we like we are. You know, God has told us plenty of times, you know, watch out, wait a minute, pay attention, be careful, don't do that. But you know what? For some reason, we don't listen too well. Kind of like when my our parents used to say, don't you do that. And we're like, why can't I do that? Well, you, sometimes we find out. It's like a story. I remember a story that a friend of mine told one time when he was preaching. And he said there was this little boy, and he, there was this bee, bumblebee flying around. And he kept chasing it, trying to catch it, trying to catch it, trying to catch it. And his mom was like, don't. You don't want to catch that. And he's still trying to catch it. He finally caught it. And guess what? He found out why he didn't want to catch that bumblebee. Because it stung him and it was not pleasant. So we need to listen to God. You know, um, we need to, to, to pay attention to the way we live our life. We need to pay attention and use our time to God. Seek God. Serve him and seek him. And pay attention to our path. Pay attention to what's there. Pay attention to his voice. Pay attention to the voice of God. You know, as, um, as we know, those of us who were in school, we all paid attention, right? Right, right? We paid a lot of attention. You know, the teacher would say that all the time. Pay attention. Or my mom would say, pay attention in class and you might get a better grade. Well, I wasn't real good at that for the most part. 
unfortunately. And how little did I know that some of the things that I was learning, if I had paid more attention, I wouldn't have to learn them now or it would have been easier for me, right? I took two years of Spanish in high school. I just took it because I knew I was supposed to have it, right? And the first year, you know, I learned a little bit. The second year, the teacher comes in, and we had these. We had a new school that had just been built, and they had the earphones. You put them on, and she, t- she said, this is probably the last English you'll hear this year. And I thought, oh, well, I want to be in good shape. Well, I just barely passed that class. How little did I know if I had learned a little bit or listened, I wouldn't have such a hard time now learning Spanish, right? If I'd have just paid attention. So we need to pay attention. Pay attention to what God has to say. Pay careful attention, it says in that scripture, but pay attention. Listen to what God has to tell you. Listen to his word. Pay attention to what his word says. Don't just, well, you know, I guess God's just telling me that because, you know, you know, he just wants me not to be, have any fun. Well, no, he don't. he's trying to tell you. Do it this way. Do it that way. And you know what I've seen in my life when I didn't do the right things, what became of it. But you know what I was able to do is I know God's forgiving, so I said, Lord, forgive me. Now tell me what to do, and I'll do it. You ever been in that place in your life? You ever been in that? And then there are times when God said to do something that I did not want to do it. But I did it anyway because I know he knows more than me, <laughs> and he, he guides my path. So I did it, and it came out great in the end, even though I didn't thought it. So the second thing <coughs> is to be thoughtful. And there's two, two sections to this, but I want to, First, read Ephesians 5, 17 and 18. It says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Think about it. Don't act like you don't understand. In other words, put some thought into what God has asked you to do. When God says to do that, and you might be saying, why? Then maybe you need to get in his word and see why. Maybe you need to just spend some time praying and seeking him and say, God, why, why did you want me to do this? There's a reason I know. But I want to do it to the best of my ability. And I just don't want to act upon it not knowing what it entails. So don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And the second part, it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So listen to be filled with the Holy Spirit so you can hear and understand. This is um, came from. I don't. It's an unknown source. Is all I know. And the title of it is "How to Be Miserable." How many of you want to know how to be miserable? Some of us are miserable enough without having to know, right? It shouldn't be that way. It says, "Think about yourself." This is how you can be miserable. Talk about yourself. Use "I" as often as possible. Mirror yourself continually. In the opinion of others. Listen greedily to what people say about you. Expect to be appreciated. (laughs) Be suspicious. Be jealous and envious. Be sensitive to slights. Never forget a criticism. Never forgive a criticism. Trust nobody but yourself. Insist on consideration and respect. Demand agreement with your own views on everything. (laughs) Never forget a service you have rendered. Shrink your duties if you can. Shirk your duties if you can. Do as little as possible for others. That's one sure way to be miserable. 
Because, you know, if you're that way, you, you, you're wondering why. Why doesn't anybody not think I'm great? Have you been around anybody like that? So, you know what we need to do? We need not focused on ourselves, but we need to be God-focused and Word-focused. Focus on God, focus on the Word. If you focus on the Word, you'll be focused on God. But we need to learn to be not focused on ourselves. We don't need to be thoughtless when it comes to God, what God has to say. We need to, you know, it's, it's kind of this way. How can you be thoughtful on something that you don't know anything much about? In other words, you know, somebody, well, I don't know much about God's word. And you can't be, you can't think about, you can't dwell on something that you don't know anything about. You can't be good at something that you don't know anything about, right? If you have your job and you thought, well, I ain't worried about it. I'm just, you know, I got promoted, praise God. Well, then if you don't know, guess what? You might get demoted soon, further down the pole than you wanted. So we need to be not be we need to be thoughtful, thoughtful about God's word. And then the second part of that is in first first Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink, what or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So whatever you do, whether it's eating or drinking or whatever it is, we do it for the glory of God. We do it for the glory of God. Amen? And then in Galatians 5.13 it says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Just think about what you're doing. Don't, don't say, well, I'm free in Christ. I got grace. You know, they sing amazing grace. God's grace. God's wonderful grace. So I can do whatever I please. No, you can't. You can but there are consequences, right? There are consequences that happen. So we need to, to live in freedom, yes. We've been called to live in freedom. And you know what? That freedom is freedom from condemnation. Freedom from all that stuff that, that can make us that can make us wander off. And then it finishes out and saying, instead, use your freedom to serve what? One another in love. In other words, don't always be thinking about yourself. You know, um, just say you're fixing dinner or lunch or breakfast for some friends. And you say, you know, Darren don't like pig's feet. And so and so and so and so. They don't like this. But you know what? That's what I like. And they can just eat it or be done with it. Well, they don't want to come to breakfast with me anymore, right? So I got to be considerate. I got to think about other people. Just because that's the freedom to eat whatever I want to. There's some people that can eat certain things, right? So what, and, and I'm using that just as an illustration for how we should learn to serve others. We should think about others. If we think about others and not about ourselves all the time, guess what? We can have a better year next year. Galatians 6, 9, and 10 says, So let's not get tired of what, doing what is good. 
at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't get tired of doing the things that God... Don't get tired of serving others. Don't get tired of serving God. Don't take... You know, this year may have been taxing, and you just said, Lord, I just don't know. I'm just, I'm tired. But don't give up. Keep searching him, and, and we'll reap a harvest. You know, and it's awesome when you work hard and you see that harvest coming in. And then it goes on and says, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I know a lot of you don't like to hit. We should do good to everyone, even the people that just rub you the wrong way. Have you ever done something nice for somebody that rubs you the wrong way? Have you ever just wanted to do something nice for somebody that rubs you the wrong way? Or somebody that's totally against you? Or that person that just, it, it seems like they just got a knife right here going, mm, mm, mm. Somebody maybe that's connected to your family and you just like, you know, I don't like them. I ain't never going to like them. I don't care what they do. That's kind of, a, what if Jesus felt that way about us? Whew. That'd be kind of rough, wouldn't it? But, you know, if we learn to love each other, we learn to do good to those that, that, that you know, even whatever. You know, and I've had the opportunity this year to just quit doing good for some people because they just really got on me and got on my nerves and got on my everything but I chose not to and it says especially to those in the family of faith your brothers and sisters whether you agree on every point or not you still got to learn to love each other right we still got to to put grace on on them we got to do what Jesus did for us and then in Matthew 22 36 to 40 Jesus said this, first of all, the, they, 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 these are the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the what you sees and the Nazis and all that. Questioned in Jesus, said, Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Now, what do you think they had in their mind he was going to say? You know, I mean, just think of all of the things that he, that they, all the commandments. Well, this is what he said. Jesus replied and said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And I want to say this, if you learn to love God with everything that you are, you'll be able to love other people more. Because you'll understand God. You'll understand who He is and how He works and how much He... You know, if you ever doubt, well, should I be nice to somebody? Think about God. Think about Jesus. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus didn't separate Loving God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul versus loving your neighbor just like you love yourself. First of all, you got to learn to love yourself. Then you can love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus is saying not only do you love God, but you got to love your neighbor. And he also said it, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Wow. Every, he said every law, every command is based on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Everything else hinges on this. Every commandment, everything that's ever been said, everything hinges on these two things. So 
So, you know, we read that a while ago about don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. She, instead of being self-centered, we need to be spirit-centered. Centered on ourselves. You know, we can say a lot of times well, I'm doing it because sometimes we don't. If you really look at everything that you do, sometimes it always comes back around to how it's going to benefit me. And I've even thought that, well, you know, if I just be good to them, then God will be good to me. Well, that's the wrong reason. Oh, Pastor Bill, but it's, that's being self-centered. Because I'm going to do it only because I know that I'll get return for it. Just we do in our giving. We know God blesses us, but do we do it just because we know he'll bless us? Or we do it because he said to do it. We do it because we want to touch somebody's lives. We want to help somebody and help someone. You know, we, we have to do things sometimes that will be a blessing to somebody, but we really don't want to do it. I mean, you know, like I was telling you yesterday, I, yesterday I was as tired as I've been in a long time. And I, I knew there was something I was supposed to do that Peggy and I were going to give some gifts to somebody. And I'm like, I don't want to get up and do this. Do I really have to do it? I'll just let Peggy do it. But I didn't. You know what? I got up and I felt better after I did it. I felt refreshed. But I did it, and I'll get nothing in return for it necessarily, but it was a joy, and it'll be a joy to, to bless somebody and watch them be blessed. You know what? Sometimes you just need to want to bless somebody because you want to see the joy that it brings them. You want to see how it helps them and how it does. Just like when we give to the Christmas trees, to the seniors, and, and then to the family. I mean, I would love to have been able to see those kids that we blessed open in their presence. And, you know, sometimes... They don't get that. One time, I did get, and, and then the Samaritan's person, I did get one time, once in Nic Nicaragua when we were there, um, we, this was in July, and you know, I was thinking, they're still giving these things out, but they give them out all year round. But these were the shoe boxes, and we got to be a part of um, distributing it to those kids, and those kids were excited. Now, one of the great things that they did is they brought them together. They were all together in, in the the. It was out in the street, but there were all, all these kids, and they gave them the gospel first. They talked to them about Jesus first, and then we distributed the boxes. And to see them open them and get toothbrushes and all kinds of stuff, and they were excited about it. That was awesome. You know, we don't always get to see what happens, but that was a blessing to see that. So we need to be God-centered, Spirit-centered. You know, we can have a better year next year if we be focused on God, focused on doing these things, get off of ourselves and onto something else or somebody else and want to be a blessing. Be more spiritually minded than we are fleshly minded. You know, um, we sometimes do things in the guise of being spiritual when we're really being fleshly because we want it to benefit us. And we need to not do that. So we need to be more thoughtful. Put more thought into what we're doing. Be more thoughtful about God. And then the, the lesson, which is the next one, the last one, is be thankful. Wow, do we need to be thankful? 
I mean, I thank God every day for what he's given me and what he's given us and, and, and our family and our, our, you know, the church here, our church family. And um, wow, when you think about what we're blessed with, and you know, especially when you go to a, a third world country and you see what they have versus what we have, and you just know how blessed we are, how awesome it is to, to, um, to be blessed. You know what? They, have the, they are, a lot of those that we know, and a lot of them, they're blessed in what they know. So they're, a, they're blessed because God gives them something. And you know, to watch, when I, when I, what made me think about this is when we're thinking about serving others and helping others and being thoughtful. You know, those of you who have been to Nicaragua know how it is sometimes. You give, a, you give um, these kids something, and they want to know if you got one for their brother or their sister. Or they'll take what they get and break it in half and give it to them. Because they're not just about them. They're about the other ones too. It's just awesome to, to watch that in, born in their hearts. So we need to be thankful. Thanking God for what we have and what he's given us. And what he's got in store for us. I thank him ahead of time for what he has in store for us in 2022. This really sounds funny. 2022. Wow. You know, when we were coming up, that was so far. That seemed so far away. I mean, you know, 2022, we, you know, when it first came, the year 2001, we couldn't even say it. We've been saying 19 whatever for so long. When 2001, I was like, how do you say 2001? <laughs> well, how do you say that? Ephesians 5, 19 and 20 says, singing psalms and hymns. This is all carrying on this scripture, this passage in Galatians. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give everything. Give him thanks for everything. And how do we do that? You know, how do we do anything when we pray? We ask in what? In the name of Jesus. You know, there's a song, but there's something about that name. And it is. When we pray, we should be praying in the name of Jesus. You know, being thankful in, in, in Christ, being thankful for who he is, for what he is, you know, it will keep you on a straight and narrow path. If we're forever being thankful, we will keep, it will keep us going, keep us on a straight and a narrow path towards him, towards his kingdom. If you're not aware of your blessings, you, can't be, you won't be thankful, right? People that aren't aware of their blessings aren't thankful. Because you know what? They're always looking for more. Give me more. Just give me more. I, I got a lot of things, but I just want more. And when they see things advertised or they see a new car, like, I want one of those or I want one of those and I got to have one of those. And some people kill themselves to get it. You know, we live in a different world today. We kind of live in an unthankful world in a lot of ways. And I want to say that as um, I want to read this. It says, nearly 70% question in Associated Press poll said people are ruder 
than they were 20 or 30 years ago. Those of us who are alive now understand what that, those of us who are older especially understand that. How, and, and, and we have to watch ourselves that we don't fall into that. You know, you're going out of a store and there's somebody behind you with a load of packages, you just let the door slam in their face or do you hold the door open? And, you know, it says one of the reasons is the 1960s and the 70s kids and parents, they don't stress the importance of manners. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, one of the things, and I'll say this to some of you might not understand, might throw it at me, and Peggy might let me have it afterwards for talk, telling this, but you know one of her things? When you tell somebody, thank you, and they say, no problem. What happened? You're welcome. Think about it. No problem. Well, if it's going to be a problem to you, then why? You know what I'm saying. And that's one thing that really bothers her a lot. Instead of saying, you're welcome. In other words, I was glad to do it. I'm glad, you know, I was glad. You're welcome. Not, no problem. Even though I wish I hadn't have done it, but no problem. Just saying. Now I've let Peggy, everybody knows, so don't ever say no problem to Miss Peggy. Because you'd be in trouble. So I ask you a question. Are you rude? Hope not. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, and sometimes I do. I forget to say thank you. Sometimes I think I say thank you too much. Probably not. But like when I'm, a lot of times I do it when I'm going through like a drive-thru. And they'll ask me what I want. And I'll say thank you. And they kind of look at me strange. Why did you tell me thank you? I'm supposed to be thanking you. Then they'll say thank you. I say, you're welcome. I don't say no problem, Peggy. So, so, you know, you need to think about how we treat others. Are we thankful, first of all, thankful for, for God and for Christ and for what he's done for us and what he's doing for us, but are we thankful for other people willing to sacrifice for us or willing to, to do something for us? Are we forgetful and impolite? You know, when you know, um, I was at the beach a while back at, at the conference when we went and we went into this restaurant and we go in. And the ladies like the girls like, I'm the only one here, so y'all just you know be patient with me. Well, she was awesome. She really, I mean, she, I couldn't believe she got the stuff to us that fast. She did everything with it, and she was just awesome. And I don't know what we said. That she was like, oh, I was just singing that to the Lord this morning. You know, she was just, and it was just like a bright thing. And there were more people than us in there. It wasn't just us. And then I got thinking about that. And, you know, when she came up, well, and it was four of us, and I was paying for everybody's, and, I tipped her what the, the whole four meal cost. And she was so thankful. But I just really felt like, you know what? She's been so awesome in this tough time right now. She don't have any help. She's by herself. I think they had a cook in her. I think that was everybody in the, in the whole place. But they did an awesome job. 
and the food was good. It was hot. And I just said, you know what? I, I want to bless her. So I did. So the, the cost of the meal was what she got as a tip. I'm like, you crazy. I wouldn't do that much. Well, you know. So be thankful. Listen, Psalms 103, 1 through 5 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. <coughs> hmm. You know, that's just a, a, good, a good Psalms. I love the Psalms. And that's one of that I really like, and that's one of my favorite ones is, let all that I am praise the Lord. We know how one way all that you am or all that you are can praise the Lord is by being Jesus to those around you, to the world, to your church family, to your blood family. You know, sometimes the, your, the family thing, <laughs> the church family, your immediate family, sometimes are the hardest ones to um, be nice to. Right? Because sometimes I think you, excuse me, kind of feel like, well, you know, I can afford to be kind of mean to them sometimes. Well, no. We need to learn to be nice. We need to learn to be, you know, because... Just say you're going through that drive-thru and you're really rude. <coughs> and then when you get done, just say the next day you see that same person. Say they walk into the church next week and you want to go hide up under the chair somewhere. It's like, I don't, don't let them see me because I was really mean. We need to think about that. What kind of witness do we have? What kind of witness do we have? They might walk in and say, well, if they're all like him, I'm, I'm out the door. So we need to be thankful. Philippians 2, 14, 15 says, do everything without complaining and arguing. How many things? Everything. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining the bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Don't be like the perverse and the crooked people. Do everything. Don't complain about everything. Oh, I got to do that. Remember when being a kid, you, your mom would make you do something or your dad and you'd stomp off? Anybody ever do that besides me? I'll do it, but. You know, we do that today sometimes. Maybe don't stomp, but we're stomping inside <laughs> and they know it. You know what? Being positive, being thankful, that's a bright light in this world today. Being thankful, being polite, that's, that's a bright light in this world. We shine when we're thankful, right? You know how people, their, their faces light up when they're thankful? Maybe you give them something, a gift or do something for them, they just light up. You know what? One of the lights that's shining is the light for Christ. 
shines through us when we're thankful. Shines through us when we're polite. Shines through us when we're... You know, I'd hate rather hear somebody say, bless the Lord or thank you, Lord, or praise the Lord than complaining. So this year, this coming year in 2022... Let's make these declarations in our life. Not resolutions that you can't keep. Now I'm going to, you know, whatever. We make all these things. But let's, and this not be just something for this year, but something that we live our lives. We don't, don't worry. Pay attention. Be thoughtful. And be thankful. I mean, we need to carry that in our hearts this coming new year. And every time you go to do something, remember these things. Am I being, am I paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I being thankful? Am I being thoughtful? Am I not worrying? So in 2022, let's be Christ to the world. Whatever situation you may find yourself in, whatever place you may find yourself in, Let's learn to be these to the world. You know, you don't ever know. Ever, never, never know. You might think that there are people that you know that you just think there is no hope for them. Just, they're just, and then you kind of write them off. You be rude to them. You be unthankful to them. All this stuff because you've said in your heart nothing can help them. But you know what? Christ can help everybody. And anybody. And sometimes it depends on us to be that witness. Us to be that one that shines that light by being polite, by being thankful. Even when we don't, being polite to that person is the last thing we want to do, right? You know, sometimes like, you know what, I don't really want to be, I don't want to be nice to them. You ever been around somebody like that? Yes, we all have. But we need to be. Amen? Let's stand this morning. We're going to um, thank you guys for being here, those who are watching online too. You know, um, we need to really start pray, praying about 2022. And I'll be in a couple of weeks, be giving you our prayer focus for our fast. And um, be thinking about, hopefully, you've already decided what you're going to be fasting this year and get excited about it and excited about what God has in store for us. I believe, I really do believe that we as Image Church has a chance to reach a lot of people this coming year if we'll just be what God has called us to be. If we'll do these things and put them into practice in our life and get excited about it, get excited about it. You know, it's easy to when when you're smaller sometimes to just you just want to keep it that way, kind of. You know, I know you and you know me, and we can just you know we don't have anybody messing with us. No, we don't need to be that way. We need to want to bless people. Amen. Let's pray, <laughs> Father. I want to be what you want me to be in this coming year. Lord, we just put last year, this, this year, we put the things that have happened behind us. 
forgetting those things that need to be forgotten. And Lord, just look forward to the exciting things you have in store for us in this coming year. We're excited about what you have for us. Well, I just pray that we can be all these things. We can be thoughtful, thankful. We cannot worry. We can be what you've called us to be. We can be lights for you. And Lord, I just thank you so much, God, for what you have in store for us. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. And I praise you and thank you for that. And I pray your blessing upon every person that's here that's in the sound of my voice, every person everywhere, Lord, that we would all be shining lights of love and peace and joy to those around us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as we thank you. We've taken this special time of the year to celebrate your birth. We just celebrate you all the time. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray your blessing upon your people this morning. I thank you and praise you. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. There in we, we got, look at our, our, go on website, go out there and look. We have some things coming up in the next year. We don't have anything coming up this week. Have finished, as you finish this season out, 